So welcome to the Christmas 2022 episode of Previews. And while we do not have Rudolph or Frosty here, we do have Scott Reed joined by... Mike Atchison. And Chad Schubert. And this, of course, is the Campus Comics Cast, the official podcast for Muddy Monster Comics in Murfreesboro, Illinois, located at 1422 Walnut Street. And especially this time of year, if you need something, if you're still in a creepy crawly mood and need some universal monsters for Christmas gifts, be sure to stop in the, stop, the shop. Uh, Mike has a ton of Universal Monsters, Frankenstein's Mummy stuff um, that are easy to wrap but fit great underneath the Christmas tree. So let's just dive into previews. Uh, first up, as usual, we have uh, DC. Um, first thing, I guess, is for once, and I don't know, maybe this happened the last couple of months, but uh, Batman's not headlining the DC book for, again, right. which is kind of odd. So, Yeah, it know. is. It's. <laughs> I mean, he's still got a hefty portion of the of the catalog, but the headline event is the, uh, is, is the return of Kal-El. Yeah. The return of Kal-El and basically the dawn of the DC. I don't know. It's a, it's a banner that they're going to go under for a while. I don't know if much is changing because we don't know exactly what the end of, um, dark crisis is, but I'm happy to see Superman have his own book again and not Mm -hmm. just action. Um, so yeah, that's 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 something new. I'm kind of glad to see that. So is Dawn of DC the Dawn of the comic book universe DC or of Dark Crisis? Is that you know, I didn't I didn't even put that together that that was also a DC until just now. I, I mean, you guys tell me what you think, but I I think it's just another <laughs> banner under which yeah. it's kind of like what you asked uh, maybe an episode or two ago, Shad, what, what infinite frontier, what, what that was all about. Right. Um, it's, it's just like a bridge between one event to the next, or maybe from one event to the next status quo. Um, gotcha. And, and give them opportunity. I haven't read any release information. I, I heard on, I heard on a podcast that was, you know, of some of the upcoming books that are coming out and creative teams, so it's it's kind of a launching pad um, for that kind of stuff, you know. Like I said, the status quo. Gotcha. Well, it's really a chance for them to go through and read number things back to number ones and have sixteen variant covers for a book. <laughs> it's kind of really what it's about. So they're wanting to you know to get the suckers occasionally like me who will go out and buy every single copy of a Superman number one. You know, like I idiotically did with like Action Comics 1000, Detective mm-hmm. 1000, and stuff like that. But I am I'm not falling for that trap anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but no, I I'm not gonna. I mean, I might might get a copy of Superman number one to read, uh, just because mm-hmm. it's got Joshua Williamson uh, at the helm, and we're back to uh, back to Clark Kent heading up the book. Uh, so we'll see, but I haven't been reading Superman in a long time. <laughs> yeah. And that's not really, it's going to be tough to draw me back in. So. Well, I was perfectly happy with action comics that last run, you know, the, the war world, mm-hmm. um, saga by, um, Philip Kennedy Johnson. Uh, although this will be a different type of book. I think you can tell by the cover, you can tell by the artist, uh, Jamal Campbell, definitely more of a, I think he's got a, I, I can't really describe the art, except that it's, it's brighter. It's um, kind of like your, it, 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 he did really well with sci-fi like he did with uh, uh, shoot um, the Green Lantern Far Sector series. Mm. And I think his style will play 
in favor of that here. So um, I don't know that it's going, if it doesn't grab me right away, I don't know that I'll, you know, keep up with it either. I, I do know that Philip Kennedy Johnson stand on action. Well, it's causing me to stay with action. <laughs> All right. My next thing's not till page 20. So you guys go until we hit page 20. I got six. Where, where are you at, Mike? I, you know, I think I mentioned the little windows I'm looking at, and it's hard to tell. <laughs> I don't have anything until the Batman One Bad Day, so I don't okay. think it's past that. Uh, just a couple of things in Lazarus Planet. Uh, there's on page six, Lazarus Planet. Next evolution number one is a new character alert for a character named Vigil. Um, I don't know anything about Lazarus Planet, but just pointing that out. And then on page seven, there's a Lazarus Planet. I don't know why it's so hard for me to say that. Dark Fate number <laughs> one. And uh, it looks, and I mean, nobody's reading, I guess Lazarus Planet hasn't come out yet, right? It's, it's not that, I, yeah, not that I, I don't know. I don't think it's started yet. Uh, I want to say it's one of those really fast little miniseries. Like, like a two month, yeah, it's like, like a January, every, February like a thing. Well, it's done because we have Lazarus Planet Omega, Omega on page yeah. eight, which is yep. the final issue. So it was really just one of those short tines didn't it cut didn't it fall out of something to do with the batman versus robin series yes which yes. also finishes the fallout up this month. yeah so which, i think it's just uh they're throwing stuff out there just just to see what they can do so. well dark fate has doom patrol on the cover of it so i'm wondering if we're going to get a new doom patrol book out of this little we are are we really okay we are. I, I did hear that. Um, are cool. you saying it reminded me that I heard that? And in Lazarus Planet, in, it rolls out of, uh, you know, the Batman versus Robin, but that rolled out of World's Finest, you know, the Batman Superman oh, okay. Finest by Mark Wade. This is all a big Mark Wade conception, even though there's other writers and, and mm -hmm. artists and stuff involved. But I think the basic premise for Lazarus Planet is it somehow is giving giving characters new or different powers, which is very much in line with what Wade did in um, uh, Underworld Unleashed and where a bunch of characters sort of sold their soul for, for new oh. powers, mostly villains. Hmm. Gotcha. Cool. Um, I don't have anything till 33. Okay, so 14 is your one bad day, I think, uh, my yeah. play face. Yeah. Yep. yeah, just uh, I think, I don't know if this is the last um it's got to be close if it's, it's not. Got, yeah, it's getting close, but it's I haven't been able to pick up every one of them, but I, eventually I will collect them. Maybe I'll even if it comes out like as a as a hardcover. Um, the ones I've read have been really good, and I do like Clayface as a character, no matter what, you know, whether it's the original one or the second one or the third one or the eighth one. Or, there's been <laughs> many, many of them. Um, so and I just. But then looking at the, a lot of the, the the writers for these uh, one shots are very well known writers. I can't say I know this Colin Kelly super well. I, I can't even place where I've heard the name before. No. No. Mm -mm. So anyway, that's just I want to mention these are all these prestige format um, books, one shots, sixty four pages long, eight bucks each, and. I'll probably just be a completist and get this. <laughs> so page 20, we've got the deluxe edition of Batman Spawn, and this is the Todd McFarlane, Frank Miller 
oh, it looks like it's actually going to have both books in it. I just I saw the cover and assumed it was oh, just the yep. Miller McFarlane, but it also has yeah. the Doug Monk, Chuck Dixon, Alan Grant um, uh, Batman Spawn book as well. So yes, you can have both of those books uh, in one hardcover. Having it in hardcover would be nice. I think only everybody only cares about the Miller McFarlane one though. Uh, you can usually find the 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 Dixon Grant one for you know five bucks and the Miller McFarlane one for fifteen twenty bucks. So um, so you could probably actually buy these out in the wild a little less than the thirty dollar price tag for these. But then but probably it's not nice to have the new one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, page twenty two, Static Shadows of Dakota. I think this is an, a resolicit. I'm pretty sure we talked about the Static first issue in the past. <laughs> Yes. In yeah. fact, if you recall, I was like, Scott, whatever happened to my Static Shadows of Dakota? And you said ah. it dropped. It dropped from the list from Diamond or from Lunar. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's not going to be, you know. Whatever. Hey, you know how to pick them, you know, between this and Peter <laughs> right? Thunderbolt. You are the king of picking the dead comics. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, be sure to put this back on your uh, order list if you wanted it previously. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm at 41 is my next thing. So, well, uh, right along the line with the milestone uh, on page 24, you have uh, milestone's 30th anniversary special, and the cover is the the homage uh, to Flash 123, Flash of Two Worlds. You know, people that like to buy those kinds of covers, homage mm -hmm. covers, uh, I'm sure there'll be people picking it up just for that. Um, but Hopefully they enjoy the story as well. I, I, you know, okay. I think Milestone is great, <laughs> but in 30 years, I think they've maybe had three years worth of books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. To say it's a 30th. Yeah. That kind of does is a missed. It's not real. Uh, it's misleading yeah. a bit, isn't it? <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. I'm sorry. 41. <laughs> I'm at 41. You guys I got what else? 33. <laughs> okay. Uh, on 33, I just want to point out how weird it is that we're resoliciting the Batman 1989 movie adaptation. I realize that it's what it's for is because of the Flash movie, uh, but it just seems like a really weird choice uh, on there. And uh, you can also get it on page, what is it, 32. You can get the, the uh, three, you can get Flashpoint. The, the movie adaptation of the 89 Batman and the Fastest Man Alive book in this nice little slipcover, it looks like. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you that I've read the first two issues of the three issues of Fastest Man Alive, and it's absolutely horrible. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> it, is, wow. it is not good. Uh, the art is really questionable, and the story is uh, off the rails, and it's it's a different creative team with every issue, I guess. Oh, so. no, that's not good. Yeah, so whatever that was supposed to be promoting with the movie, it's I don't think it's doing a great job. <laughs> I have, okay, on page 34, Batman the Doom that came to Gotham. It's a hmm. new edition. I've never heard of this. The Mike Mignola, yeah. Yeah. Mike, have you heard of this? You're Say that the again. Guy. So on page uh, 34, uh, yeah, it's so the scrolling. Batman the Doom that came to Gotham new edition. Mike Mignola uh, huh. and uh, Richard Pace, right? Uh, hmm. I, I'm not familiar. I've never heard of this book before. So No, and it's, uh, it's a, a gun-toting Batman, it appears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was maybe at one point released under the Elseworlds banner. Um, 
if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I do remember it coming out. Yeah, well, I know like Gaff- Gotham by Gaslight was, and yeah. was it Mignola on that as well? Uh, I, I don't think yeah, so. And was he? I, I, oh, I thought he at least did the cover, because when yeah. I think of it, I that's the, what the cover, that's, yeah. or the mm-hmm. art I imagine. Oh, yeah, and I'm thinking of a totally different cover for Gotham by Gaslight. That was technically, I think, the first Elseworlds story. Mm. But, yeah, mm. I'm not familiar with this. Okay, uh, well, that's I guess good. they're making an animated so movie of it. Yeah, that's why they're re-soliciting it. It's the story if, that inspired the upcoming DC animated movie. I, are they doing the animation in, like, Mignola? Like, oh, that would be awesome. I doubt that's what they're doing since he didn't do interiors on this book. But no. uh, but that would be awesome to see mm-hmm. his artwork animated. Yeah. Could be. I doubt it, though. I doubt it, yeah. <laughs> that would be too much work, I think, for an animation studio. Oh, yeah. It to, have, to do that much, you know, mimicking of a, of and a even, style. And could they could they do it and do it justice? So No, probably not. Nope. <laughs> I'm still on 41, so. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm done, so you're Oh, okay, all right. Well, so I just, I just want to talk about this cover to Stargirl, The Lost Children, number four. So you got Stargirl reading an issue of Flash Comics. <laughs> it just totally reminds me of that Justice League comic. Uh, where Guy Gardner is reading about General Glory, and like his hair yeah. is all blown back, yeah. and his eyes all huge, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I, yeah. I'm sure they aren't deliberately homaging that, but it's no. exactly what I think about whenever I look at that cover. So uh, yeah, and we talked about this before. It's one of the things that DC Universe is kind of unique in that different universes are represented. Their stories are told in comic books, but the real, quote unquote, real earths that live they live on or in an alternate universe so that's kind of neat that uh they're they're doing it like that i do like that cover though yeah and what i've read so far about in that series is great i mean just really good all right we're ready to move on to marvel i got one mention on page 46 it was toward the end here and it just because the cover caught my eye and it's called legends of the dc universe carmine infantino and that cover I don't, if it's if it's not a direct lift, it's a it's well it almost it's not like Carmine's around to redo this, but that cover is looks very much like the um, the fanzine the, the the DC fanzine that was called the Amazing World of DC Comics, mm-hmm. and there was one that oh you know what maybe it was either that or there was one of those I don't know um, like DC specials or mm-hmm. something like that so. This actually collects some of his work, so I don't know. It's my signed. Eyes. It's signed as if Carmine Infantino drew this. Yeah. So, so yeah, because you have his signature there below his desk and below his foot. Yeah. So he apparently this is something that he self drew of, drew of himself. Yeah. You know. So I just can't remember where I seen it before. I'll probably pick it up because it's a hardcover and it's going to have some pretty cool stories in it. Even going mm-hmm. back to his early work in the you know he started in the late '40s and it was really nice. It wasn't until the '80s where it just changed completely <laughs> yeah that's awesome. it for me that's it all right move on to marvel then yeah all right so uh, marvel's done something kind of nifty this month i didn't find them all but they are doing variant covers of no prizes and it's basically an envelope as the cover and it has like black panther or hulk or the two that i saw um where yeah it's just a no prize variant for some of the books so oh. <laughs> So I thought that was humorous. And then yeah. on page one, we have another Disney 100 cover. Um, oh, this one's homaging Fantastic Four number one. This is going to be a variant cover 
for Amazing Spider-Man 19. And I do think that this is a one in hundred cover. You got to order a hundred copies That's so crazy. of Amazing Spider-Man 19 to get this cover. So uh, completists out there, be warned if you're wanting to get all those Disney 100s. This, the Amazing Spider-Man 17, which I didn't tell you about until past the order date. Yeah. <laughs> but the Amazing Spider-Man 19 is going to cost you big bucks if you pre-order yeah. this because somebody's got to order a hundred copies of the regular issue to get you that one copy of uh, of the homage cover. Yeah, I wish I would have known. I probably wouldn't have ordered the the first one because it's like, well, if I'm not gonna have all of them, what's the point? What's the, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, looks like the next big event um, is the Sins of Sinister. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it's a Mister Sinister thing. Uh, it is gonna cross over more than just X Men, but it looks like it's focusing a little bit. Um, on X-Men, and for sure, if you are a fan of the combo character, uh, this is probably a book that you're going to want to pick up. I mean, here, like, you apparently have Mr. Sinister combined with Captain America. I did saw a a, a Wagnerine, which is a combination mm-hmm. of Kurt Wagner and Wolverine. So, yeah, I'm sure there will be others uh, inside of this book. So if you're a fan of the mashup, Absolutely, this is a book you're gonna to want to grab, or a series of books that you're gonna to want to grab. So, yeah, I agree. I, I like some of the some of these amalgam characters, and I, I definitely like that that wag. What they call them? Uh, Wagnerine. Wagnerine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Wagnerine. Wagner. Be, yeah, Kurt yeah, Wagner. Mm-hmm. Kurt yeah. Wagner, since he is German. So, uh, page twelve is my next thing. Ooh, I'm I'm good and yep to oh. a little bit further. All right, well, Blade's daughter is uh, getting her own series, Bloodline, Daughter of Blade. It's going to be a five-issue series. Her first appearance for anybody who's keeping track was in the Free Comic Book Day Avengers X-Men book this year. That's so right. if uh, this is a character that's of interest to in you and you haven't picked up the Free Comic Book Day book yet, you'll want to grab that and then read this series. Uh, page sixteen, Betsy Braddock. Uh, is getting her uh, getting another title. And I bring this up because I guess I didn't realize that they had body swapped her back. <laughs> so because she had been body swapped into, and I can't remember what character it was uh, that mm-hmm. she had been body swapped into, but now she's back in her original body. So um, yeah. So, and I guess like she's back in the UK as well. So now is who this is a character? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was I was just gonna ask who who Betsy Braddock is. Okay, so Psylocke is who she is most, oh, most okay. known for. So X Men two fifty six ish, she was body swapped. She actually became Asian. So whatever they body swapped her, she still had you know the same kind of psychic powers. Okay. Um, and I I actually looked up and saw the name of who that she had been swapped with, but I didn't write it down. Um, but now again she's back to her original or close more closely to her original appearance so she's been swapped back got it well that was uh it covers my question i was going to ask what the first appearance was because i knew you knew it know it (laughs) (laughs) well that was her first appearance as as version of silence right yeah she her first appearance was in new mutants annual number two as betsy braddock and that's that may be that may be her first U.S. appearance because I think that she was a Marvel UK character first. Do you have but, one of those? You know how quarterbacks have the uh, little plays on their arms. Is that what you have for first appearances? Nothing up you my just... sleeves. Nothing <laughs> up my sleeves. So, 
um, well, you know, you got to look for these things whenever you're going through bargain bins, right? Oh, yeah, You've got to kind of have an idea about some of these obs- more obscure characters. I miss them all the time, but but this is one that I, that I remember. So, <laughs> uh, page 18, because we do not have enough um, school books between Teen Titans Academy and Avengers Academy and Strange Academy, we now have the Bishop War College. <laughs> uh, so we have yet another one. At least this time, it looks like uh, they're just bringing in existing characters as opposed to introducing, you know, a lot of uh, of new characters. Though my big question is the cover that they show us on page nineteen is when did Cyclops get an afro? Is what I want to know because I'm assuming that's supposed to be Cyclops. And uh, he has not sported the afro in the past. Maybe that's a different character. That's got to uh, be a multiverse character. Yeah, that is I, definitely. I don't. I don't know what to think about that. So, huh. <laughs> I mean, because everybody else is well, you know what, Jean Grey. She, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe it is a, you know. Yeah, just... Well, yeah. it does say uh, the all black X Men team in oh, there, and that. then. And then it does uh, name off the students Armor, Surge, Cam Long, Ara Charles, and Amass. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming maybe that's these alternative uh, characters' no, names. No, maybe? none, no? none of them. No, those are all. I'm pretty sure that, like, I know for a fact, Armor is an existing character. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and yeah, they don't show any of those characters on either of these covers. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay, you know what? Now I had missed that part about the all black X Men team. So yeah, so I guess maybe it's a multiverse. Maybe it's yeah. a multiverse title. See, Bishop's just from the future though. So yeah, I, yeah, could be a I, timeline. I it's it's <laughs> it's gonna be weird. I I you know I have not been keeping up with X Men. They lost me when they came back with so many titles. Mm. And I just I just didn't even, didn't even try to keep up with it. I was like, it's too much. Yeah. Not gonna. Not going to go from zero to 12 titles in one month. So no. <laughs> they never had a shot. So uh. um, 22 is my next thing. Okay. Uh, I'm not till uh, 69. Okay. All right. Well, then Silver Surfer Ghostlight. We have a new five issue series, uh, potentially a new character alert here. The character being Ghostlight. Um, I think Ghostlight is pictured on page 23, kind of being held in the mm-hmm. surfer's palm there for the for the cover. Uh, and it's written by somebody I'm not familiar with, but they are an Eisner Award winner, uh, John Jennings. So, oh. could be worth a read. Uh, page 25. Mike, did you want to talk about this one? You're that's uncanny <laughs> that you said that because that is what I had earmarked here. It's a, <laughs> it's a facsimile edition of Avengers oh, no, 8. You're on page 24. I'm on page 25. Oh, 24. Okay, so go yeah. ahead with 24. Yep, 24. You're right. Uh, 24 is uh, Avengers 8 is the um, uh, first appearance of Kang the Conqueror, and with Kang being uh, sort of front and center in the Marvel Universe right now, uh, I'm sure they're capitalizing on that, but I wouldn't mind having this. Uh, I'm sure I'll get it. I don't know if it's it's not like it's, um, you know, uh, something I, you would see in the back issue bins uh, every day, no, no. so, <laughs> right. Yep, that was mine. You got 25? Uh, I thought you might have 25. No, uh, no. Okay, so yeah, this is the second issue 
of Avengers War Across Time. Notice that it still lists the writer as Paul Levitz and the art and cover by Alan Davis, and that is correct. I had seen a solicit earlier with, which listed a different writer and artist. Mm-hmm. And then what's funny is I saw this and, um, well, I just actually got on Facebook and posted to this page where he was talking about issue one coming out. And yeah. I just said, hey, to Paul Levitz, I saw a solicit where you weren't listed as the writer on issue two. Are you going to be on the book? And he said, yes, he confirmed he's on it for the entire series. So there you That's go. That's good. Yeah, because that was uh, was very strange that whatever you've seen mm-hmm. in the uh you know that was advertised earlier i thought well that doesn't make sense at all because no it was weird that it would just be one issue and yeah Yeah. so i just but it was it was just kind of an oddball thing so it's cool (laughs) that you did have that um that you got a hold of them to his facebook page well see here's the thing because we have the campus comics page right campus comics Mm -hmm, cast mm -hmm. page on facebook so i saw and for some reason i clicked on this link for following i thought i didn't remember there being like a separate, you know, they have likes on Facebook and then they have things that people that follow you right. have followers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I clicked the following thinking that was people who were following us. And I saw Paul Levitz. It's like, oh my gosh, why is Paul Levitz following our campus comics? But no, apparently one of the three of us has gotten on the page. And now that Facebook <laughs> does all that crazy acting as campus comics cast, yeah. they went you, one of the two of you has went through and liked a whole bunch of pages. And now they're all showing up in the campus comics. Cabinet. Well, uh, so. guilty as charged because I do follow Paul Levitz and um, but now you followed him twice. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, there's just glad, been t- I'm just glad there are certain things that you weren't following as that page because then we'd have something to talk about Lucy. So. Page 26. We have Avengers number 64. Five, and uh, I, I just looked this one up just a little bit extra because it talks about this character, Avengers Prime, who I had not heard of previously, but this will not, in fact, be their first appearance. So it's apparently a character that Jason Aaron's been hinting at and a little bit here in some of the preceding uh, issues of Avengers. So, nope, not a new character. If we were looking for that, we've already missed that, uh, missed that boat. It has sailed. So... Uh, now I'm good till 53. I had, uh, this, I'm not really sure why, but it was, uh, it's the third issue of Monica Rambeau photon. And, uh, I haven't been able to read the first issue out. Uh, I don't know if, if it's, if it's come out, it probably has, and I just don't have it. But, um, again, the artwork looks fantastic. What about that planet of the apes variant? For uh, it? <laughs> oh I, yeah, there is. <laughs> they Marvel does these. <clears throat> random variants that sometimes just don't make any sense. It's like, why <laughs> is this the planet? Why is, yeah, why is that the planet of the apes? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's like several planet of the apes covers. Yeah. Scarlet so. Witch has one too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's just, yeah, there was one for immoral X-Men number one. <laughs> yeah. There's all over the place. So <sighs> Marvel, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, I'm still 53, 32 for me. Uh, <laughs> This is Joe Fixit, uh, number two out of five. And the only reason I brought it up is I just heard that um, Peter David was having some health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there was some um, fundraising efforts going on to help him out. But um, hopefully he can recover and, and keep doing what he's doing. Um, but I don't know if it'll even affect this series. Uh, maybe he has most of it finished. 
before we uh, had the latest stuff happen. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's the reason I uh, was uh, earmarked this one. Had you guys heard about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think I probably heard about it the same place that you heard about it, Mike. I bet of course, you, you were live and in person as opposed oh. to listening <laughs> to it later. So. Oh, that's right. Well, I'll tell you what. You're quite the detective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on 53, so I got 69. Go uh, ahead. All right, so page 53. This this is one of those uh, no prize covers. So it's Black Panther number 14. So if you want to see what it is I'm talking about, right here it's just a plain cover. This is Black Panther no prize, and there's an envelope on the front. It says congratulations. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. Oh, it's got Namor in it. So I guess you know that's something. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's one for the Hulk too. I can't remember. Have we already passed the Hulk? Um, oh well, it doesn't matter. But then on 67, oh yeah, 65 is where the Hulk one is. It's basically uh-huh. the exact same green instead of uh, you know the more purplish like the Black Panther was. Says no prize and has congratulations, little Hulk head in the upper left hand corner. Uh, <laughs> but on page uh, page 67, we got Daredevil number. Eight, and here it looks like we are getting a little crossover from the Jason Aaron Punisher series alongside the Chip Zdarsky Daredevil series. And these are two characters that are both considered street level, and they've gone up against each other numerous times in the past. Um, you know, and we saw a little taste of that in like the Netflix series, like how they're their worldviews kind of differ from each other, but now they're apparently both leading clan or hand factions. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see them tangle again. I hope it's more than a one issue, um, more than a one issue crossover. I hope it actually, you know, this is one, this is one crossover. I like to see go for several issues and back and forth across both those books. So, yeah. And then my All next right. 70. All right, well, 69, we have uh, Star Wars Sana Staros, number one. So uh, Sana Staros, which was originally introduced in the, like, I don't know, the fifth issue. It was, like, really early on on in the Marvel uh, retakeover of the Star Wars series as uh, Sana Solo and uh, was introduced as Han Solo's wife. And uh, we later found out more about her and her story, and she's getting her first solo series now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so is, this set, is this set in the past? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know because all their other series, uh, all their normal series, are all generally being set between Empire and Return of the Jedi right now. So yeah. it could be that this is. Uh, it seems as though it could be a, a kind of a. A telling of stories like she's gonna tell about her past through yeah. a current issue current story or cur- current time uh yeah. or it could be set i guess wherever because some you know i know that obviously like the yoda series that's going on right now isn't isn't told in time with the rest of them so they kind of get outside of yeah. it but generally everything right now is between empire and return of the jedi okay uh i'm not till 89 Okay. Well, for once, Marvel has their act together on Free Comic Book Day. <laughs> they actually have what all four of their Free Comic Book Day books are going to be for once. So usually it's like even a month or two before they'll see you'll see TBAs, but not this year. They they've got them. We're gonna get a Spider-Man Venom, an Avengers X-Men, 
a Marvel Voices um, and a Spidey and his amazing friends. This is a more that's the kids oriented Disney mm-hmm. Junior type series. So yeah, that's impressive. They have it out already. I mean, it's only December. Mm-hmm. And on, I'm done with Marvel. Yeah. Okay. On eighty nine, just a, a mention that the Immortal Hulk omnibus hardcover is uh now available to buy uh so if you really liked uh mortal hulk and all of its extra side stories the gamma flight miniseries uh it's all packed into one hardcover for 150 bucks yeah maybe maybe we should go back and um <laughs> reprise the or uh, resurrect our uh, podcast coverage of Immortal Hulk 1 through 50. <laughs> and we get to do all those spinoffs too. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that was a no, long. <laughs> that was. And the dis- the ending was so disappointing that I don't want to go back to it. So. Yeah. It did kind of, yeah. yeah. I'd have to stop after like the first two trades. So. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind reading it again. Uh, reading some of this, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Big book. Big book. Big book. All right. I'm once again Sans Catalog. So. Uh, you will have to, you know, help me out here a little bit on, because I just have it by distributor, not by, or by company rather, not by, uh, you know, page number. So, right. Scott, uh, we're here for you. Okay, all right. So, well, Atch is here for you. I don't have a big book either. So, <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Are you working I'm... off of the site too, or are you doing something else? Um, I've got my links for all the books that I had flagged. So, going to the previews world from there. All right, I'm still pulling up the online catalog. Now, one thing that I noticed that I saw online, and there is absolutely zero information on the on the website, is something called Hallow's Eve Number One. I don't remember what what publisher it was from because I haven't pulled up my got the link yet to the digital catalog. Um, that sounds like a book I've read before. Yeah, but it's it's uh. Gosh, we're, okay, let me see if I can do control F here. I don't have everything expanded, so those nope. All right. So it may take me a minute to find it. Uh because but it's big enough that there are gonna be six different covers to it. Oh wow. So yeah, so it's like, what in the heck is going on? So this is not a not a small book. Maybe it must be it must be dynamite because it's got six covers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's not dynamite. I'll I'll find it there, but uh I'll try to mention it whenever I get to it. So right. Okay. Uh, okay, so image first. Yep. Uh, we got Local Man, number one, written by Tim Seeley, art by Tony Fleeks and Tim Seeley. And basically, this one's going to be odd because it's a flip book of all things. Mm-hmm. So you've got the main story, which is written by Tim Seeley, drawn by Tony Fleeks. And then the flip book is written by Tim Seeley, drawn by Tim Seeley. <laughs> so basically, it's about a hero who has something bad go go on. Go happened to him right so he has to go back home to live in farmington which i thought was kind of interesting because if mike there's a in there farmington missouri not far mm-hmm. from you yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. i don't know if it's farmington missouri that he's going home to or not so he has to go <laughs> back and live with his parents uh so uh, be on the lookout on the street next time you're in farmington see if you see this guy but. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i had this mark too it's uh mostly because uh, of tony fleeks and the stray dogs um being the the creator of that. And I like Tim Seeley as well. Um, the premise seems pretty cool. I mean, I'm looking at some of the, um, the art of the, you know, the 
don't know if that's supposed to be a flashback page or if that's just part of the advertisement here, but this nineties, you know, type character, uh, that mm-hmm, he right. was one of Crossjack. Um, that all that looks kind of fun. Just to read that dialogue is pretty fun. Well, and I'm wondering if the if that's the if that's the flipbook aspect of it is are they they gonna tell on one side of it the is gonna be like a '90s superhero yeah. book and then the other side is gonna be him currently. So it's gonna be a flashback. The flip is gonna be a flashback. Okay. Yeah, a superhero flashback into the depths of the Image universe drawn by Seely. So. Okay. Yep. So there it's, you go. It's very '90s art. So. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I was going to talk about Torrent, unless somebody else wants to talk about Torrent. No, go ahead. All right, so Torrent number one from Mark Guggenheim and Justin Greenwood. Um, I pretty brutal cover uh, to this series. Um, it gives me kind of a Hit Girl feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but basically, we got a we have a, a happy go lucky hero, Cracker Jack, until tragedy forces her to cross the line from hero to vigilante. So it's one of those hero becomes the anti-hero uh, type of situations. Uh, but it's a number one, so always worth considering. Um, I was going to talk about The Last Barbarian, unless somebody else wants to talk about The Last uh, Barbarian. The, actually, right before that, or right after what you just covered with Torrent, you have Almighty. It's uh, the first issue of Five. Uh, I don't know the creators, Edward LaRoque and Brad Simpson, but um, it, they describe it as a Mad Max Fury Road style action comic. Uh, it's the year 2098 and a third world America ravaged by economic collapse. Anarch, an, anarch, anarch, where, <laughs> some kind of hyphenated word there. And a mysterious environmental disaster can, uh, contained behind a massive wall. It doesn't seem like it, we probably will get to 2098 before something like that happens anyway. So um, <laughs> that's that looks kind of cool. And the art looks looks pretty good. I'm glad they give some preview art in some of these uh, titles that they um, yeah, that they're putting out. So it looks it looks really good. Trying to find the uh, trying to find in the solicit here the word that you were stumbling on that's my solicit it's a little bit different than yours on the website it's, <laughs> it's like it's like they're mixing the word anarchy and warfare so anarcho warfare that's what anarcho warfare yeah i'm just yeah. never even yeah you know it's I one thing about that. reading it and, and saying it inside your head but then when you have to read it out loud it's like i don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's right <laughs> uh um, these uh, Last Barbarians is a new series uh, written and drawn by our women, written by Brian Haberlin, art yeah. by Gerard Van Dyke, but the covers are also by Brian Haberlin. And these are incredible covers. This is a definite right. fantasy book, but yes. man, you want to talk about. You know, you when you think about some of the better fantasy artwork that you have ever mm-hmm. seen, these three covers are incredible. Um, yep. I, you know, it's a shame that the I guess it would just probably take too much time for this guy to do the interiors and the covers. Um, but if you are into fantasy art, you absolutely should be picking up all three of these books just because the covers covers are amazing. I would say the A cover would probably be my pick of the three. It's more of an of an elven uh, female fantasy warrior, but you have the second cover. It's more like a, a redheaded female barbarian, a la Red Sonia, a shorter haired, I would call an archer or ranger for the cover C. And then they actually have 
some virgin variants and a blank cover but man it's they're they're just knock you out good these these covers so i couldn't agree more i had it flagged as well uh the covers are one thing um but the interior is not bad either it's it's not like it's com- a complete um opposite of what you see on the covers it's just maybe yeah. not as refined um but and, you said, and, go ahead uh, you said there was three of these is this a series of three one shots or no there's it, an a b and c cover oh different covers yeah yeah yeah, gotcha. different yeah, covers. yeah, yeah. yeah. right okay. three different covers and and this you know the synopsis is not terrible it's basically you're living in this world of magic where you had to be part of a guild mm-hmm. so you have this uh sylve is is uh, her name she's a jack of all trades but she's not in one of the guilds so she's having trouble making ends meet so how does she survive in this uh in this world so yeah um i don't know that i'm probably gonna have to pick up the first issue just to just to give this a shot so yeah i'm with you there it it definitely intrigues me so um anybody want to talk about monarch i didn't have that one marked not okay well then i guess i'm gonna have to talk about it then <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we have uh monarch issue number one uh, looks like it's a new ongoing written by rodney barnes art and cover by alex lens uh basically the premise is basically an alien invasion comes to compton <laughs> so um i'm sure there will probably be some uh straight out of compton references mm-hmm. but it's from the team who brought us Philadelphia. Um, Alex Lenz is apparently one of Marvel's uh, up-and-coming artists. Uh, looks like it's going to be told from the, the viewpoint of some kids in Compton and how they are dealing with this alien invasion, and the aliens look very uh, War of the Worlds-ish with their mm-hmm. long legs and stuff like that. So This almost made a cut. I just It's one of them deals where I'm like, eh, you know, how much can I get and how much can I keep mm-hmm. up with in my reading? So, mm-hmm. I, I, And probably it's worth mentioning that this uh, being the December um, previews is for books that are coming out in February, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so February is is Black History Month, right? So there's also some, uh, you know, artists of color that are getting a little bit more featured uh, in the book because these are books that are going to come out in February during that time frame. So, very true. Um. Uh, that's all I have an image. So whatever else you guys have an image. Uh, the only other thing I had an image was a book called Blood Tree. That's a number one for it. Uh, uh, written by Pete Tomasi, uh, art by Maxim Simic, <laughs> uh, and uh, it's uh, about these NYPD detectives that are on the hunt for a killer called the Angel Killer, um, who is a sociopath who preys on the innocent family members of known murderers uh, in order to purify the rest of society. Uh, with the idea that the if there's a, a murder, the the bloodline must be purged completely. Um, it looks the cover looks awesome. I'm assuming this angel killer doesn't actually have wings, um, <laughs> though that would be even cooler. I, I originally thought it was more like in a sci-fi kind of realm of like this actual angel that was coming down to kill, and maybe maybe that's what the the twist is, and I just <laughs> ruined it. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> seemed like it might be cool. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think if I am confusing Peter Tomasi with somebody else because there was a book a while back. It was an indie book from Image. It was like a horror book. And I'm I'm struggling to come up with the name of this book, but 
I bought it and it was like a horror book. Yeah, but it was like it was like a uh, um, oh, an anthropomorphic like pseudo erotic type horror type oh. thing. It was really, really bizarre. So, uh, yeah, I did not continue on that book. Um, and I thought it was Peter Tomasi that did that book. So I'm kind of a little gun shy on anything that he writes. That's outside of Marvel DC. That's for sure. Uh, and I'll have to, I might have to find, I'm going to find that title of that book because, uh, yeah, I, I make sure it's whether it was him or not. So <laughs> I didn't even see that. I didn't even see that in image. I was I've been scanning these pages here because I have to I have the physical catalog and I didn't mm. see it. But <laughs> I do on page seventy two. It's like the last new or standalone uh, book before you start getting into collections and you know you know third or nineteenth or eighth issues or whatever of a series. And it's called um, Scurry. It's 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 an animal action adventure for middle graders. So mm. I earmarked it because I, every couple months I'll buy something for my eight year old granddaughter. And it's, it's basically, um, you know, you've got the, these cats that are, they're basically uh, trying to survive. And, and only it's basically only the, the enter a world where humanity is gone and only animals have survived. And um, you've got a, a colony of house mice and they are on this journey and they're trying to avoid the cats. So I'm sure my daughter or granddaughter would love that. Yeah. I saw that and I saw where it was like secret of Nim meets mouse guard kind of thing. And I was like, Oh, that yeah. would, I bet that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably secretly read it with her. So you know, <laughs> my two reason for buying them. That's right. <laughs> we get on to boom then. Do you guys yeah. have anything? Yeah. In boom? I don't have anything in boom. So I do not either. Well, let me see if I find any ear dog-eared <laughs> pages. Uh, nope, that moves us all the way to, to Dark Horse. Dark Horse, yeah. Uh, so. I do have Blue Book in mm -hmm. uh, Dark Horse. I don't know if anybody else wants to talk about it. but uh, No? I don't no? Know. Uh, okay. The biggest thing I know about Blue Book is this is uh, Tynan's uh, Substack book that is finally coming to print. Okay, all right. And this is now... The thing about this is this book, and I, I'm probably not going to pick this book up. And now you just made it even more obvious why I shouldn't pick it up. <laughs> but this is this is going to be based on like true stories, like a true quote unquote true UFO abduction stories. Yeah. Right. Like the one that they're featuring here, and like the first issue is the one about um, I'm, I'm looking for their name, Betty and Barney. Betty and Barney Hill. Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was even talked about in like the X-Files. So I expect that a lot of these are going to be pseudo covered from the, you know, things that were talked about in like the X-Files TV show. But I guess we're far enough removed from the X-Files that true. Yeah. We, we can kind of start recycling some of this, uh, some of these story ideas. But yeah, uh -huh. so for the for the person who likes the unexplained and, and apparently a again, a quote unquote true story of uh ufo abductions this is definitely a big book to to pick up so and i think all of it's done in this like kind of three color blue black and white kind of vibe if i remember right from the preview that i had read on the Substack. okay i got one more at dark horse if anybody else has anything they want to talk about in dark horse i got i do out. i don't yeah go ahead mine's a space job do you have that no mm -hmm. okay it's on page 148 um it's it's of one. It's just a four-issue series, uh, and its premises 
basically, after five long years of soul-crushing servitude as a chef's assistant, Danny Sheridan is getting his dream job in space as a first officer aboard the SS George H.W. Bush. Um, on his first day, he finds himself crashing back to, rea- uh, to reality. Uh, anyway, it seems kind of funny just thinking about, okay, this guy went from being a chef's assistant to being a, a first officer on a, uh, you know, a, uh, a Star Trek style spaceship. So um, I don't know if it's meant to be somewhat humorous or what it is, but uh, it caught my eye. I'd say it has to be. It reminds me of what's that, uh, the Orville, that show uh, yeah. where it's like kind of like a, a comedy spoof on on Star Trek. Probably. <laughs> Scott, did you say you had something in? Yeah. So also in um, Dark Horse, we have Where Monsters Lie. Yes. So this apparently is, and if you have read anything by Kyle Starks, you know, he has kind of an, an odd sense of humor, but I'd like to mention his book since he came to my show a couple of, a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So uh, this is his latest book. Um, it's apparently what happens to all the serial killers whenever they're not out serial killing. So they basically kind of what they do, where they hang out, what they talk about uh, <laughs> while they're not on their while they're between killing sprees. So, uh, yeah. So from the mind of uh, Kyle Starks, there you go. Uh, where monsters die, number one. And it's only because and this is on page 142, by the way, um, for folks out there with the catalog, the. This reminded me just hearing it, it, hearing it's about serial killers. Um, it I had just finished the the, the uh, Sandman series on mm. Netflix <laughs> and uh, the episode with uh, the serial convention. Yes, probably my favorite episode uh-huh. in the whole yeah. thing. Um, well, you know, it actually crossed over a couple different episodes, but that was that just yeah, obviously has the same type of uh, stuff going on with serial killers. And it mm-hmm. looks like it's a mix between real life serial killers and like horror Horrors. movie mm-hmm. slasher villains. Sure, yeah. Uh, right. In there, which I thought was like that was an interesting uh, move to to not just set yourself completely in reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you have like obviously like the John Wayne Gacy yeah. clown, you know, one. But yep. yeah, you've got some other. Of course, I don't know. It's like the town that dreaded sundown. I kind of see in there and. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that there are some made up ones as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they probably I don't know that anybody in uh, would ever claim that there was copyright infringement, even if there was such a thing for the Gacy estate. But I knew, I mean, I actually, you know, I I worked on the same on death row when he was on death row, yeah. and um, he used to have, you know, he was famous for his paintings of clowns, <laughs> but he some other inmates he would sell them, and other inmates would do their own paintings. And then he'd sign them, and then they'd split the profit. <laughs> yeah, so he was getting a lot of product out there. This, of course, this is in the late 80s. Yeah. But once they figured out he was doing it, they stopped it. <laughs> um, another thing in Dark Horse is the Masters of the Universe Masterverse number one. This is a four-issue series. I'm sure that it will be more than four issues um, as they go on if it picks up well. But... uh. It's essentially little stories, little anthology stories about characters within the Masters of the Universe uh, world. And uh, so, yeah, written by Tim Seeley. It looks like art by a bunch of people, including Kelly Jones, uh, Eddie Nunez. Um, Sergio Aragonis. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of a, a, a fun thing if you're into the Motu world. Um, I'm sure that they'll they'll kind of keep expanding on that. I thought you might, or one of you at least, would bring up this one. 
That's page 144. I'm ready right. for IDW. Anybody else ready for IDW? Um, I got nothing in IDW. Oh, well, you are mistaken, sir. I don't you even need to reevaluate <laughs> your IDW selections because what we have is the Dungeons and Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures number one. So they are five giving us a comic book or a comic book continuation of that three seasons of the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon uh, from back in the, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember what year, the early 80s, I would, is what I'm guesstimating, though I'd have to look up and see what the exact year was. Because this this cartoon made it three seasons. They never actually... um, got the characters home right so in the, oh, the final wow. episode they were still kind of in the in the land so the the cart the cartoon itself got canceled um, i actually rewatched this two or three years ago and it surprisingly holds up very very well so um, my only hope is it's written by sam mags art by george cambadays i do not uh, recognize those names and a name that should be here that is absent is the name of Mark Evanier because he was a creative consultant um, on that cartoon series. Uh, so I am hoping that they at least talk to him, pitch their ideas to him, kind of got them approved before they actually took this to uh, print. We unfortunately don't get to see either of the covers, um, but I will absolutely be buying this book. Original series ran 83 to 85. 83. Okay, so I knew it was early-ish 80s, so thank yep. you. Mm-hmm. I wish I could find the page for you guys, but since IDW doesn't have its own section anymore, I'm, um, I'm lost. They still, they still have their own section on the website, so okay, um, they, have, they haven't been put down to the other books on the website. And, they're, <laughs> okay. and they're, their um, choices seem to be expanding as opposed to contracting, like Valiant's choices <laughs> uh, seem to be, so... Um, yeah, there's a lot of IDW books. So, well, um, I, I earmarked page 276, and that's under Aardvark. So I guess we're in the. I guess by now we would consider this the. Back well, of the book. Uh, do you yeah. have any? Do you have anything from Dynamite? I got or? yeah, 199 Dynamite. Oh, that's I, that's why I thought when you said IDW, I was looking past Dynamite. So my bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, they probably are in the catalog. They probably are, but I'm just going off the website. So okay, all right. Yeah. Oh yeah, so just just one. I finally, I've never really been a facsimile edition person, but they finally did something that made facsimiles important to me. Uh, they did a Gargoyles number one facsimile edition. Uh, you cannot get this book for like under oh. 50 books, uh, $50 at minimum, uh, usually. Usually it's it's more in the hundreds uh, realm because the, gar- the original 90s Gargoyles comic series was, I think, probably a low print run, I would imagine. And uh, and it was a kids' book, so they all got tore up. So <laughs> super excited for this. Uh, I didn't think I would ever, because I've never collected it either. So I would have I would have settled oh. for a digital version, a trade, anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that they're reprinting these issue by issue facsimile style is uh, pretty exciting. So my question, Chad, is are you gonna uh, splurge and buy the gold foil cover edition for twenty <laughs> no. bucks? No, oh, I won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with that uh, basic four dollar one. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know why I would need that. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> Just a completist in you. Do you, are you a completist? Uh, 
I'm I'm good with the with the with the the basic. I mean, okay, I would have been fine. good if they would have just pushed out a trade. I don't even need the individual okay, issues. Right, okay. They got plenty of uh, variant covers for Gargoyles Gargoyles number three. Well, oh, you yeah. didn't see all the variants there were for Gargoyles number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying four and issue three. There seems to be quite a few. They're still rocking it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, just something to point out because this I think is new this month. But on the so like I'm going for the catalog that's on the Diamond website, previewsworld.com, and they actually are listing all the DC comics and all the Marvel comics here. Oh, so wow. They have an actual separate uh, car, uh, separate uh, book. And this might actually be. Oh, this is where that Hallow's Eve is. This is actually in Marvel and it's, it's listed, a Marvel book. Yeah, it's listed on the website. And of course, now I expanded DC, so I got to scroll all the way past it. Um, but yeah, they have a book here, Hallow's Eve, no information. Where's that? It's in here someplace. I guess it's alphabetical. There they it don't is. have the main cover, but they've got the art germ cover. Um, oh, can you actually see the cover in the... There's a there's an art germ variant that's available to see. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay, okay, yeah. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six different covers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but they don't have any. You click on the link and there is nothing. Look for more information on this title in a future issue of Marvel's Preview. It's going to be in shops March 1st, which means it's going to be tight on ordering, possibly. Yeah. Maybe one of those that if you wait until the January catalog, it may not be, it may be past its order cutoff. So we'll have to kind of keep an eye out for this to see if anybody wants it. So. Um, okay, good. I can cross that off things I was looking for. So, <laughs> um, rest of the book. Yeah. Rest, rest of the book. Okay. So I have this title here. I got to find it now. Harrowers number one, I think is what it is. And it is listed as boom entertainment, but it wasn't listed back in the boom section for some reason, unless boom entertainment is separate from boom Boom studios, boom studios. Oh, okay. So this is boom entertainment, which that seems a little weird, (laughs) but I do remember that being in the, in the, in the boom section in the big book when I had it, because I I didn't have it in my hands for a little bit. Okay. So anyway, there's this harrowers number one, uh, written by Justin Jordan, art by Brom Ravel. Uh, basically, you have a teenage girl obsessed with the harrower, and she's basically able to kind of, you know, I guess, playing on her fixation with this character. So it's kind of a, they call it a slasher genre deconstruction. So I guess film fans of slasher genre should uh, should apply. <laughs> um. Also in the back, we've got uh, another book from Frank Miller Presents, Ancient Enemies, the the Dajini. I don't know, I guess for the completest, for the Frank Miller Presents stuff. That is, and I don't have the page open, but that spelling, D-J-I-N-N-I, that's a very close derivative of the original word, the word genie came from. I believe it's Arabic. Yes. Um, You know, so I thought that was neat how they, they stayed very close to it. Um, well, well then play off that in the Ms. Marvel. I was going to say the gender uh, yes, part of right. Ms. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. But yes, there were like a howling desert demon type of a, of a creature. Yeah. Um, I don't know where anything is. <laughs> we <laughs> are lost. as Yeah. History. <laughs> so we'll just, let's just call them out. Uh, Mike pick something. Go. 
We'll okay, just go page, with round robin it. Yeah. Just round robin. Okay, that's a good idea. Uh, page 276, not the page numbers matter if no one's got the book, but it's just, it, it always cracks me up when Dave Sim puts out one of his Cerebus um, <laughs> books, and this one's called Cancel America. It's so politicized. I always... Yeah. I almost even hesitate to talk about it. Just yeah, that's why I skipped it. <laughs> yeah, it's just very, but it's I'm not that's, that's so that's where I'll just leave it right there. It's Dave Sim. Um, it's it's another. I think the last one I bought of his because I was intrigued was the COVID nineteen um, yes. book. So very weird. But anyway, next, Shad. All right, I got out of AWA. Uh, this is on page three hundred two for anybody keeping score. Uh, is a new book, number one, called Black Tape, written by Dan Panosian. And this is a uh, a rock and roll story. It's uh, about a, about a, a rock and roll god projected who projected a stage persona on par with the devil. After Jack dies on stage, his widow Cindy grapples with the grief and struggles to protect his legacy, unaware that she's being surrounded by dark forces that covet the master tapes of Jack's final unreleased album, a heavy metal masterpiece that just might open a doorway to hell. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. The art is uh, Dalibor Talajic. Uh, I, I like the kind of not finished look of that. Uh, very kind of broken line kind of style yeah. that he's got. Uh, so I, that seems like a pretty cool book. And All you right. know a little bit about rock and roll, correct? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Because Mike's a little bit country, Shad's a little bit rock and roll. That's right. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear what you are, Scott. I must heat myself out of that conversation. Okay. <laughs> right. Hey, this title just caught my eye because of the name. This is from Living the Line, and the name of the book is Centralia. And, of course, we're about, you know, depending on where we're at, we're 60 to 90 minutes uh, from uh, Centralia. Not that <laughs> Centralia, though. So, basically, this is an alternate Earth where uh, if you stand on the ground, things start melting. So, it's just kind of this odd, it's just very, very odd little mm -hmm. uh, book. Um, it's a graphic novel, so it's kind of like a one-shot type of a deal. But they're just trying to survive in this world where they their feet can't touch the ground. Uh, so really, really odd, really, really different. And since I'd always say we're going to do round robin, but because I just noticed the publisher was living the line. <laughs> another title that I have from living the line is Abolition of Man number five. And I'm just going to warn everybody about a bait and switch on this title. So I was excited about this first issue. I haven't read it yet, but mm. I have it. I was really excited about it because it was basically an AI art adaption of the um, of the letters slash whatever from C.S. Lewis. Right. All right. And OK, fine. But basically, the C.S. Lewis tie in ends with issue one, uh, issues two and three are the guy uh, who's putting this together. He wrote his own little his own little piece and put it to art and it from flipping through the book. It is about as far away from a C.S. Lewis thing wow. as you can possibly get. So now I am stuck on whether or not, because I've already ordered the third issue. So do I order four and five so I could just try to sell it as a set or bundle, like just yeah. cut, cut my losses and run, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So number one was rough. I, uh, I'd, I'm glad that I only ordered number one and that was it because I was it immediately went into the get rid of file. Yeah, it was. I haven't read it yet, so okay. So that's probably going to be. Uh, I probably should cut my losses. You might want to, yeah. Throw it in the dollar box and just be done with it. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be an amalgam of a couple of things that I like. So apparently, the word of the podcast is amalgam. 
So <laughs> just yeah, we used it a couple out. times yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. So and yeah, the second issue, even if the first issue were great, the second issue is completely different. Uh, so might want to steer clear of that. All right, Mike, back to you. Pick something. All right. Well, uh, we're on. This is one of our traditions um, that we uh, cover the page in the catalog that is called a creator you should know. And it's on page 341. And it's just a little blurb on a creator in the industry. This time it's Marie Severin. And uh, it says, beginning with coloring, a moon, a girl, romance, number nine, in October of 1949, Marie Severin became highly regarded, uh, a high re- highly regarded contributor to EC Comics. Uh, she labored there on the company's whole line, horror, action, adventure, science fiction. Um, and she worked closely with her brother, her brother, often uh, artist John Severin uh, and writer, artist, editor Harvey Kurtzman. So um, she's just one of those names that have been around the industry forever. And ver- you never hear a crossword about her. Um, she spent many, many years at, at Marvel. Um, she was it says here that she reentered the business shortly before Atlas became Marvel and was there for uh, all of the Silver Age growth. Um, she worked on Captain America, Captain Marvel, Daredevil, Strange Tales, The Submariner, Tales to Astonish, and X-Men. So uh, just a hats off to her as a wonderful creator. And on to you, Shed. All right. I've got on page 318 is uh, from the publisher CEX is Seven Years in Darkness. Uh, it's written and art by Joseph Shalamaki, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a fun one to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, the it's it's about the Academy of the Black Magic reopening its doors for the first time in 200 years. Uh, essentially, uh, this is a, a black magic school that only opens up every so many years. Let 72 kids in, only seven will graduate and uh, come out alive from their seven-year journey. So it seems like a like a hardcore Harry Potter. Uh, and uh, so it seemed pretty cool. I, the cover art's really neat. So uh, I'm not familiar with the uh, creator at, at all. Uh, but I do like his saying his name. And uh, <laughs> I do like his, his cover art. <laughs> it gets the featured item label in previews. Mm-hmm. Okay, before I go to my next book, I finally remembered the name. It wasn't Peter Tomasi. It was Peter Milligan. And oh, book, yeah, that makes and, more sense. Yeah. Okay. And the book title was The Discipline. Yeah. Uh, that's one <laughs> to stick clear of. Uh, I finally rattled around in my brain long enough. I stopped thinking about it and then it popped in there. So, um, anyway, okay. So, my next book is from Storm King Productions. This is John Carpenter's Tales of Science Fiction, The Envoy. This is going to be a three-issue series. John Carpenter didn't write it, but he's got his name associated with it. So I guess if you're a fan of The Fog or The Thing or Halloween or any of the other uh, dark stars, any of the other John Carpenter works from throughout his career, um, I guess he's at least putting his name on this. I get the feeling this is something that he's done before since it's Tales of Science Fiction, The Envoy. So apparently there's another Tales of Science Fiction with John well, Carpenter. I, I've there. seen John Carpenter's, I thought it was just called Science Fiction, was maybe a book that he had written uh, at one point in time, uh, a, a comic that he had, had written was maybe just called Science Fiction, and maybe this is an offshoot that is okay, yeah. part of it. I don't know. 
I've only got one more thing comic book wise. Um, I'm on, uh, I'm right after I finally found uh, IDW by the way, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's on page 361. It's, it's not under two tomorrows. Uh, I forget what press it's under, but it's the best of DC war artist edition hardcover. So, um, it's, it's black and white art. Uh, if you like that, it's oversized at 12 inches by 17, 160 pages. It's got the, um, what does the, the, the PI stand for? Does that mean you have to uh, please inquire, inquire about the price? Please, yeah, inquire. please inquire. Yes. Uh, price inside, whatever. It's, uh, mm-hmm. So it's one of them deals where you'd have to ask your store, your store owner to uh, give you a price on it. But um, anybody that's really focuses on art, uh, I'd say this would be a, a nice addition to your collection. Okay. Chad. All right, I've got uh, on. I'm somehow we're. I'm right after you, which is is great. Is on 369. Uh, is uh, is Mad Cave Studios Tales from Nottingham number one. Uh, I only mention this because we have Nottingham on our list of books to read for your show, and uh, so I was like, oh, cool. They've this has got an, an offshoot. I'm assuming just kind of building on the characters within the Nottingham universe. Yes, I had it marked as well. Um, there's nothing more else uh, more I can say about it, but I recognized uh, not just the name of the book, but also the creator David Hazan. Yes. Yep. Cool. Uh, my last thing, comic book related, is um, actually kind of more of a warning. So they are have a solicit again for Fantastic Four full circle graphic novel. This is the Alex Ross one from mm-hmm. Abrams Art. This is an offered again. It's already out there in the wild. If you want this book, just jump on amazon and and yeah. order to go to a traditional bookstore they've already got it there they can already get it so don't wait until february to pick this up but uh we, um yeah i've seen that in the marvel catalog mm-hmm. so yeah they had an ad for it but it's actually from abram's art abram's art is the one who is doing mm-hmm. the uh posters the the blacklight posters as well so yeah. it's yeah. the same same company so they're doing some of these other i don't know boutique type uh, books and 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 prints and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got something on 392 called The Banshees, or just Banshees. It's a spotlighted book. It's uh, the writer Dave Dwanch. Um, he it's focusing on a young woman named Emily entering uh, college. It's it sounds very reminiscent of I, th- I think the book he did before was Jenny Zero, um, but I. I I've heard of him. I've read a little bit by him. Um, so it makes me kind of want to take a look at this. So we'll see if I do. Um, I've got on, once again, still just right behind you. Uh, page 408 is uh, from Sumerian Comics' is Rock and Roll Hell, number one. We've got two nice rock and roll titles uh, <laughs> this, this month. Uh, and this one uh, is uh, is about a um, a big uh, metal festival in Finland, uh, and with their giant elaborate pyrotechnic show, uh, it it uh, the second coming of Christ happens, and so Christ comes down and uh, and looks at all these oh. metalheads and decides that if this is what Earth has become, then he's just going to damn Earth. And so the this metal band has to summon the forces of hell to fight back against the the damnation from Christ. Oh boy! So it's real good ones. Right. Yeah, everything I have is from left is from side two. So okay. I don't have anything. Common. All right, I got I got one more. 
I got one more too. Okay, go ahead. But, but it's real quick. It's just my obligatory tomorrow's, um, you know, uh, trying to uh, promote them. It's uh, Alter Ego issue number 181. And it's a Neil Adams issue paying tribute to uh, to him uh, as one of the giants in the silver and bronze age. Uh, so uh, you can't really go wrong. Even if you just want to look at the art, maybe read a little bit of the articles, you're going to get your money's worth getting this magazine. Okay, on to you, Shad. All right, and my last thing is on page 430 is the relaunch of Heavy Metal, now owned by Whatnot Publishing. Oh, I did so see this that. is Heavy Metal Volume 2, number one. This is the first time they've rebooted Heavy Metal ever. Uh, so that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it'd, it'd be cooler if they just kept the legacy number and just kept going, but uh, I, I see what they've got to do. Well, uh, at so, least if they can make it at least more than two years without renumbering it back to number one, then that's yeah. a plus on their if, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If they can just go, we bought it, we're going to start it with a one and yes. just continue on and from continue there. continue as long as they have it. Yes. yes, absolutely. Then they're good. I've always been a, uh, a casual fan of Heavy Metal uh, magazine. Uh, I don't pick it up regularly, but it's nice to see that it's it's continuing on in its little its little form. <laughs> And I'm done with the big book. That side. You can notice Same that. Here. I might have to pick up a copy of that myself. Um, okay. I did not see any Universal Monsters to point out in the back. There area. was Look, one. I, oh, well, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you gotta crossover count it. does not count. No. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. You can talk about it. Then. All right. On page <laughs> M39. <laughs> Universal Monsters versus TMNT. We get the Donatello as the Invisible Man figure. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Huh? Is it just an empty box? Yeah. Uh, yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I've got. <laughs> I got. Yeah. I have two things on the. Okay. One is in apparel. So for I know there are a lot of people who love the '90s X-Men animated series, mm-hmm. right? So they've got a, a '90s X-Men animated uh, T-shirt that has kind of like some of the X-Men on the on the cover there, or on the on the front of the shirt, and then uh, the other. Thing, and this is tying back to the IDW book. They're releasing a new set of uh, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon six-inch uh, figures. So they're releasing three of the characters here: the the Ranger, the Acrobat, and the Barbarian. So three of the three of the main characters. So I'm interested. That's I, I I can't start on doing toys, but I, I I'm okay with the comics. I don't I I'm gonna try not to pull the trigger on these yeah. on on these figures, but. You know, that's that's uh, one of my highlights memory wise of my childhood. So, <laughs> Mike, you got anything else? No, I, I, I think I covered everything. OK. All right. Well, then uh, what we got next, Shad? Do we oh. even know what we have next? Next. Uh, yeah. Unless we change it. Uh, we do know what we're doing next. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on our next episode, which is episode 149, We'll be covering Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, as well as Demon Knights, the DC uh, New 52 series. The whole entire thing, issues 1 through 18. It's I do believe. longer than that. No, it's longer well, than that. Oh, that's what I had 20, written down. 22. All of it, let's just say. Yeah, that's all of it. Yeah, the it's more thing. than 18 issues. It's more, more than, than 18, less than 30. Than 18 <laughs> issues, yes. Yeah. I want to say 22 or 24 for some reason. 24 feels it, good. I think, but I think it's more like 22. Okay. I did have like two five <laughs> issue stories and and then some six issue stories. So the first two arcs are better than the the last half, but it's still solid through. So anyway. Gotcha. All right. So Mike, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, where would they do that at? 
They would do that at m.atchison90 at gmail.com. And nine zero, that's the year you were born, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just thought, you know, why not? I'll go ahead and put my Twitter handle out there again, just because maybe, you know, who knows how long Twitter will be out there. I'm Mike <laughs> Atchison5. <laughs> Shad, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Shad Schubert, S-H-A-A-D-S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T. This is Scott Reed. You can find me at BergComics.com with links to all of my social media, eBay store, and all the funness that there is there to find. And we will be back soon with another episode. All right. Uh, did we want to – we didn't do our investment or what we're looking forward to, Pig. Oh, well, then we should just keep going. Perfect. Yeah, we okay. Could. Yeah, I mean, we're rolling. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna edit that out. I'm just gonna leave nice. that there. Wonderful. And I'm glad you <laughs> thought of it because we got the dramatic pause there, right? So yeah. okay, all right. So good. So, well, since you thought of it, Mike, what do you okay. want to do as far as your you want to do your looking forward to or investment pick first? Well, for change, I actually have an investment pick, but I'll go ahead and do what I'm looking forward to. It's just um, Superman number one. I, like I said, I was glad that that series is is going to be back and we'll uh we'll see how joshua williamson and uh jamal jamal campbell handle the character and his uh expanding cast shad what are you looking forward to that gargoyles number one facsimile edition that's i I gotta guess that there wasn't a lot of super exciting things this month but that was the one that i got giddy about (laughs) well my giddiness as you can probably tell was from the dungeons and dragons saturday morning adventures (laughs) Number one, and that is the book that I am most excited for. <laughs> I could tell that in too. February, yeah. So, all right, you got. You said you had an investment pick, Mike. So, what's your investment pick? I do, I do, I do. It's not even a a, a DC. It's uh, the Silver Surfer. Um, uh, what was it? I, I wrote it down, but I can't remember. Hand right, Ghost Lighting. Ghost. Ghost Light. Ghost, Ghost Light. Light. Yes. <laughs> did you write? Did you write that down after I mentioned it or before? Oh no! Before I actually oh, okay. seen that, yeah, wow. I did see, okay. yeah, that, and there was another one that was the had a first appearance uh, or a new character, but Shad had mentioned it, so I didn't want to. So I, I thought I'd mention this one because I usually don't bring up uh, a non DC book as an investment pick. <laughs> All right, Shad, what about you? Um, this one this month was hard for me. I didn't nothing was really like oh I bet that's gonna go crazy, but I. Probably, I mean, I think we mentioned last month, and maybe we will all through this year. Is that Amazing Spider-Man 19 with the the variant Disney 100 cover, especially if it's a one in 100, uh, that's going to be a, a big get if you can get a hold of it. Well, I'm going to echo your excited pick for my investment pick because of the fact that so many people are going to one not even realize there's a new Gargoyle series coming uh-huh. out, and when they find out that they can get a a copy of the original first issue of the series, even though it is a facsimile, knowing how much of that book is going for. But right. that is a book to grab a few copies of just hmm. to, you know, you could probably, I don't think it's going to be 10 times your money, but you, you can double, your triple, money, yeah. double, triple your money really, really easy on that book in a very short period of time. So, <laughs> all right. And since we've already out, you know, done our outro, we'll just uh, say we'll see you next episode. Done the second time. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. He's not even there.
I always muted. <laughs> You're still muted, Lurchin. You're still muted. Still muted. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> now we're getting fine language. I must have hit it. I was trying to split my screen, you know, evenly. And, yeah. You know, inadvertent but pushed. And now, now I don't even have to, like, do anything for the for the stinger at the end. I'll just leave that there, speed it up, and done. You know, I'm, I'm a team player. I'm always happy to contribute. I'm glad you could oblige. <laughs> yeah, that's right.